It's that time of the week where we talk sport. Today we've got a special guest from the other side of the world, from Birmingham Commonwealth Games, Guy Hervelt from One Sports. Good morning, Guy. Morning, Nick. How are you? Oh, great, thanks. And Adam Cooper from the All Sports Breakfast. Good morning, Adam. Morning, Nick, from the other side of the desk, not the world. Yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 Guy, we're tiny bit jealous over here. Yeah, it's, it's great to be here, fellas. Uh, good to be on the show, but also great to be here in Birmingham. Um, it's, it's, it's a strange feeling here. Um, some people are, are absolutely fizzed for these Commonwealth Games, and then you talk to others in the city and they don't even know what's happening in their own backyard. So a little bit strange, but yeah, very, very excited. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this in a moment, but things hit the ground running for the Kiwis straight away with some real medal chances on day one. Hayden Wild and, and Dame Sophie Pascoe. Can you just, before we get into the sports stuff, give us the vibe, give us the size of the city, give us the feel of it, how far from London, what, is it, what does it all feel like? Well, I didn't realise this until I got here, but this is the second largest city in the UK behind London. Um, it's, it's a big old place. They do call it the Venice of the North, which I've got to be honest, not quite sure that's, that's a, a fair um, a fair way of uh, of illustrating this place. The only thing that's got going for it in that regard are canals. Uh, but no, it's it's a quirky old place. It, it's um, it's it's people are really lovely people. Um, but yeah, as I say, it, it's it's a strange old feeling. Some people really excited about it. Other people don't even know it's happening. Um, but yeah, a, a cool old city, and and um, I really hope that it's a it's a successful event and, and that eventually the, the, the entire city does buy into it. For me personally, the relevance of Commonwealth Games have diminished. I mean, I remember 74 in Christchurch. It was the biggest event that you could ever think of. Is it still like that? Both you, Adam, what do you say? Do you feel that we are into it? I think we get into it when it actually comes round, but we don't sort of, I guess, build up to it or, or necessarily look back on, on achievements, even, you know, the last Commonwealth Games or, or the one before them and, and sort of think, oh, you know, that was when, you know, Tom Walsh won gold in 2018, for example. We, it's sort of, for me, you know, it works as something we can get a bit of national pride in at, at, the, at the moment, in the moment. And then also, you know, it's amazing how much success that, that you look at the Commonwealth Games and the particular events and those athletes then go on and do something in the, at the Olympics two years after, obviously, if their sport is in the Olympics. So it serves a purpose, I think, but it's certainly not, not an Olympics or, you know, or a World, World Cup. Cup you know? yeah. And that's really where it started. It started before there was World Cups in a lot of sports. So I just wanted to get my head around the relevance of it. Guy, new sports that are in it uh, in the Commonwealth this year, uh, women's cricket. Three three on three basketball. I don't know why they call it three x three. It's is that the new gimmicky name for it? Three on three basketball, uh, and and the women's cricket. I, I believe that game's a sellout. New Zealand's first game. Uh, yeah, I think it might be, and, and the first game between Australia and India is as well. So thirty thousand people along to Edgebaston, which is fantastic for the women's game, uh, and and great to see it in in an event like this. I, I think it will just help grow women's cricket and cricket in general, actually, in a more global scale around some countries that probably don't even really know much about cricket. You talk about 3x3, or I'm like you, 3x3 three, three three or 3x3 three three basketball. Uh, that's, I think, going to be something that will grow in years to come as well. Uh, obviously, people slightly younger than, than me are into you know more fast-paced uh, games of sport that don't last as long, and that's the sort of thing that'll be right up their alley. Obviously, it is in the Olympics as well, so that's only only growing further. And um, yeah, I think we'll see it become a, a bit of a, a bit of a global sport in years to come. 
I know that uh, Adam Cooper has uh, a bit of a man crush on Wellington swimmer Lewis Clearbert. Um, he's swimming tomorrow night. I believe is he. Is, I'm looking at Adam because he'll know exactly what's going on. He he's kind of a fan. Is how how does he look? What are his chances? What's the vibe? Uh, I think Lewis Clearbert has a great chance of of winning a medal and possibly winning gold. Uh, he was. Well, he was a little bit off the pace in terms of the medals at the World Championships, but he did finish fourth, and he was the best of the uh, Commonwealth Games swimmers there. So that was in the 4x100-metre uh, individual medley, 400-metre uh, individual medley, excuse me. Uh, and, I, yeah, I think he's a fantastic chance. I spoke to him uh, the other day here in Birmingham, and he was very, very relaxed, uh, just, just really excited about being in the pool. He is a relaxed kind of guy anyway. Uh, but, yeah, even more so on this occasion. So, yeah, excited to see what he can do. He's also in the 200-metre individual medley as well. So uh, I think a, a great chance of a medal. Yeah, and I was just speaking to his coach, Gary Hollywood, as well, and we'll hear that on, on the Saturday morning show here. And, you know, just the, the mental skills work, it sounds like they've addressed since, uh, you know, Lewis's appearance at the Olympics last year in Tokyo as well, which, I mean, he certainly didn't embarrass himself. They certainly were aiming for a medal, which they didn't get. And I think as, as Lewis grows a bit older now, 23 years old, as opposed to, say, you know, 18 when he got a medal at the last Commonwealth Games. Um, really being on the, that sort of podium level of the sport comes with a lot of mental demands. And I know they've, you know, utilised a lot of international expertise across the sort of swimming globe to to make sure he's getting the very best. So, um, yeah, I think we'll be seeing big things from him. I also want to mention just that. On that yeah, just you, on that, Nick, if yeah, I can, just yeah, very go, quickly. Uh, not only is Gary a, a great bloke, but very interesting that, um, as Adam says, the mental side of things, uh, not only is Lewis seeing a sports psychologist in terms of helping him with kind of overcoming the, 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 the big stage sort of thing, which is what um, Gary and, and Lewis say kind of hampered him in Tokyo, but Gary himself is learning or, or um, studying to become a, a sports psychotherapist. So that's how deep they're going into the mental side of things for Lewis. Not only is Lewis doing it, but his coach is, is getting almost another qualification to try and help Lewis uh, get the medal. So I found that very fascinating. Yeah, great story, great story. And, uh, and adding a little bit of a personal uh, antidote to that story, I was speaking to his father last Friday. He was leaving last Saturday. Him, His mother and his father were going over to the Com Games and obviously haven't been able to go to the Olympics and the emotion that was coming out when he was talking about it, the father, his father Dave was talking about it. I just think it's it's a great family story and um, we in Wellington are, are pretty damn excited by it. Fair enough too, as you should be. And as I say, uh, I think there's a great medal chance there, if not gold, absolutely. Who else should we be looking at this weekend, right? Well, in just a few hours' time, uh, I'm very excited about day one. Uh, I think Hayden Wild is a fantastic chance of winning gold in the men's triathlon. He has been in superb form in the last 18 months or even even a little bit earlier than that. Obviously won bronze at, at the Olympics. The course here in Birmingham, he says, will suit him, so that's a positive as well. And on day one, we've got Dame Sophie Pascoe in her one and only event at these Commonwealth Games, the S9 uh, 100-metres freestyle. Uh, and wouldn't it just be, I mean, an absolute icon of New Zealand sport? Wouldn't it just be fantastic? And what I suspect and what I think she knows as well will be her last Commonwealth Games. Wouldn't it just be um, iconic that if she went out with a gold medal uh, and I wouldn't be betting against that if, if, I, was, if I was a betting man. So, um, yeah, a, a, a great first day 
for New Zealand, really. And then we've also got the sevens this weekend, which starts and finishes, well, it finishes on Monday morning, your time, but finishes the weekend over here. And, um, yeah, a few other team events as well. So there will be plenty of medals on offer in the very, very early stages. And as Adam said earlier, uh, often people take a while to get into the Commonwealth Games, but as soon as the Kiwis start winning medals, everyone gets excited. So I think that'll happen pretty quickly. Yeah, and just on that uh, women's sevens, as you say, Guy, this weekend, just what a class group of players they are. They haven't had uh, the greatest run in the World Series, Nick, over the last sort of couple of tournaments. The rest of the world has sort of been giving them a really good run for their money, but we just know what they're capable of when it comes to these big tournaments. Obviously, current world champions, current Olympic champions, and I think the women's sevens team, along with the women's black sticks as well, um, who obviously we won't get to the medals for them until a bit later on next week, but I think are a real key chance of, of gold as well. Be interesting time to be around that sevens team because obviously Mark Robinson has disappeared from New Zealand and is over there. So he's there and I believe Steve Chu is there um, uh, representing Sport New Zealand. So uh, with the comments that Steve Hansen's just come out with, I would like to be a fly on the wall in that meeting. Yeah, I saw Steve Chu at the uh, flag bearer announcement at New Zealand House at Edgebaston Golf Club. Uh, yesterday our time uh, I was going to sidle up for him and up, up to him and have a chat and he uh, manoeuvred his way uh, <laughs> elsewhere which is fair enough um, yeah very very interesting to see what comes of that I believe there's a meeting um, between Mark Robinson and, and the head of Rugby Australia as well so so that's quite fascinating just on what other sports uh, not medal chances but, but big or not medal time I should say quite yet but big things to watch the Silver Ferns against Uganda, and you might laugh at me saying that, uh, but Uganda are a very, very tall team. And I know that Nolene Todua is slightly worried about what they could bring and what they could challenge the Silver Ferns with. So that's a massive first game for the New Zealand netballers in that regard. And also the White Ferns up against South Africa. Uh, South Africa have lost a couple of players since the World Cup, but we know what happened to the White Ferns in the World Cup. So uh, for them, that could be a potential banana skin. If they get through that, though, uh, it is all on for a potential medal for New Zealand in the women's cricket. Guy, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Have a great couple of days or a couple of weeks, but get get some sleep and get some rest. Guy Havelt, One News sports reporter. Adam Cooper, thanks. Always a great to, uh, to have a chat with you on the show. Coops, all sports breakfast tomorrow from 7 till 9.